Welcome to the Real Life Group's Leadership Podcast, a conversation about creating small groups where people grow in spiritual maturity in relationship. We're focused on you, the small group leader, giving tips and tools to help you lead effectively. Well, I want to welcome you back to part two with Mike Wraith and Santa Yinger. Um, and if you did not listen to our last conversation about mental health and wellness, you need to, because uh, we're going to be building off of that conversation. But today we're going to continue kind of this conversation to you life group leaders about how to respond. And we're going to actually kind of turn a little bit from overall mental health, kind of the, we talked about patterns. We talked about behaviors to look for, the relational environment that takes place and how that, I mean, just a lot of great conversations. We're not going to recap all that. It was so good. You have to listen to it. We're going to shift gears towards, so what happens when uh, things kind of start to go down a path of crisis? There becomes difficult situations and, you know, all of your well-intended, you know, reaching out, shepherding, there it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on this time. And then towards the end, we're going to be talking about tools to support you as leaders. So that again, the reminder that you're not in this on your own, you have a community, there is a team around you. So let's just start with kind of this question. Uh, you know, how do we define crisis? Yeah. How do we define crisis? Yeah. Uh, crisis is, is a, a state where anyone can be at, say mm. they're functioning at a certain level, it's, it's their healthy level. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're really not functioning at that level anymore. Mm. They've kind of plummeted. I mentioned it in the, in the last podcast, we call it decompensate to the yep. point where they're not functioning. They wow. can't almost like they can't move on. Yep. And so the things that they take for granted per day that they can achieve, that's all put on hold because for them, um, they're in a crisis state. Yep. And they need almost for them, they need immediate intervention of some kind. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think the important thing to note is that crisis is different for you yep. as it is for me. Everyone has their own trigger to what could cause a crisis. Yeah, their crisis. Yeah. And yeah. when you're successful in helping someone in crisis, it's understanding that out of the gate. So yeah. you may not relate to what they're going through, but you can still show empathy. Yeah. And you can still get to the level where you can see that they're struggling emotionally with mm-hmm. whatever they're dealing with. Yep. We all can relate to emotions, yep. right? So finding and, and recognizing those emotions mm-hmm. and, and starting to call out, and we'll talk about steps and how to do that. So but, you're not, you're saying you don't ha- necessarily have to have been through that exact situation right. to empathize. Right. Yep. And you may not understand why yep. what they're dealing with is a crisis to them. Yep. Right. So, but, so, yeah. Right. But, but you could still show a connection with them while they're going through it. So I think that each person has different capacities and recognizing that my capacity is not the same as your capacity. And that when something begins to impact that I can't function well in relationships, I can't function well in work environments and I can't function well in, in family or if, or school settings um, for a prolonged period, like, you know, two weeks at a time, then there's actually things need to, there's needs to be some intervention and and some stepping into. Mm. And that comes back to knowing them. Yeah. And, and, and understanding maybe how severe is this because you've built a relationship with them. You've, or you've had others in your group who have built a relationship with them Absolutely. and you're listening to them saying, yeah, you know, John's not doing well and, and pay attention to those things. Yeah. So maybe let's get specific. I know this is maybe a little dangerous, but in the context of knowing people, in a life group, um, what are some examples of what this 
crisis, again, we know that there's going to be a, variety, a spectrum of, of what those crises looks like. But if you're a life group leader and you're going, hey, this is, a, this is an example of a situation that is going to need some intervention, use that word. What, what are some of those examples just to give real-time examples for our people? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's the the big one and they're all big. They're all important. Um, but talking about suicide, yeah. I mean, we get people when we were talking earlier about stigma, um, one of the barriers to managing a situation of suicide is a lot of times people isolate and not talk about yeah. what they're struggling with, those, yeah. those thoughts they're having. Yeah. And so, but that's something I think we'll all probably experience at some point yeah. as life group leaders yeah. is having people in our group who are struggling or they have a family member who's struggling. And um, so again, it comes back to creating a safe place Mm. where people can openly talk about what they're struggling with. If they're having thoughts of ending their life or they have family members who are, there can naturally be a a reaction of shame that goes with that. And so really sort of putting that shame to rest and saying, no, this is safe. You can tell me you're struggling. And, And again, that comes back to, can you build empathy and show yeah. empathy yeah. in those situations? Yeah. Um, so suicide's a real, yeah. real issue, and it's a growing issue yep. in our in our society. Yep. And so the different scales of that even would be, you know, there are people who maybe self harm would be a step in that direction. Could be, could, could be. be. I think it's okay. important to, to to distinguish the two yeah. sometimes because you may have people who self harm, and that's a practice of coping with yeah. their stress, and they may not have an intention of actually killing themselves. Wow, but Unfortunately, that's still, it's very harmful behavior, right? And so we don't want that behavior to continue. So the response is still the same in the sense that we want to take away the shame part of that, because that's usually what keeps them from wanting to share. Absolutely. Yeah. And even when we're thinking about that, I think that we, when we get to suicide and suicidal ideation, that's when we feel like that's in crisis. But there are some other things that you go, hey, I actually, it's severe enough that some Mm -hmm. intervention might help. So if you see self-harming, if you see self-medicating, Self-medicating and self-medicating does not just have to be with drugs and alcohol. Self-medicating can be with binge watching consistently, with gaming, with shopping and just begin to recognize that these, you know, again, we talked about on the other podcast patterns and recognizing what are the patterns. And when you see so like so there's can be self-medicating, there can be Mm self-harm, even eating disorders. And you begin to think about, you know, like um Mm. Often, you know, that uh, anorexia nervosa and and bulimia um, are parts that you begin to go, hey, um, and sometimes it's not just um, it's not overweight or it's underweight. It's an unhealthy relationship with food because those are those are hard things to cope with. So even Mm, just beginning to recognize some of those things. And again, we want to be here to resource you. Like we just said a whole lot to life group leaders. Yeah. Yeah. That may begin to feel like, oh, I don't know how do to I do this. Do I want to do this anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do I want to do this anymore? But yeah. it's like, hey, it's not all on you. It's yeah. it's learning and seeing patterns and yeah. being yeah. courageous and loving enough to step yeah. in to say, is this a pattern that we yeah. need to talk yeah. about? Yeah. Good. In the moment of crisis and, and managing that crisis, a lot of times you need to be ready. You need to be ready to have those yep. conversations. Don't, don't shy away from them. Yeah. But also you'll, you'll have that point where maybe safety is established. Yep. Now it's, it's important as me as a life group leader, I need to, I need to turn to my community pastor or I need to turn to yep. my group's pastor yep. 
and don't do this on your own. Yeah. So so reach out, get the extra yep. help that you need. Which should be true for all kinds of crisis. I think right. that's important for us to remember too. In a variety of stages of where their mental health is at, you know, we have situations we deal with in groups and mm -hmm. our community all the time. You know, um, affairs. Mm -hmm. uh, abuse. Mm -hmm. You talked about addiction. You know, these things that come to the surface as you're in relationship. Mm -hmm. And again, how deep is that in there? Was mm -hmm. it just a decision or was it? No, their mental health played a big part in getting mm -hmm. them to that spot. Probably yeah. in most situations it did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to have to respond. Yeah. And any crisis is going to impact your mental health. It doesn't yep. mean you have necessarily diagnosed yes. chronic illness. Yep. But we all are impacted when we get traumatic events happen to yeah. us. We lose a loved one. We lose a job. Yeah. You know, the, even it can be as, as simple as um, I had to move my family yep. to a new town. I had to go to a new job. That was super hard on my kids. And now they're not doing well in school. Wow. Now they're doing so. It's a great example. Everyone, yep. everyone responds differently yep. to um, transition and change yep. in life. Life situations. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's having an understanding that it's not just one or two things. Absolutely. That can cause someone to get to that crisis state. Yeah. That's really helpful. Yeah. Yep. That when there's a diminishment of capacity and just being aware of, you know, trauma or job changes or, yeah. you know. Sometimes financial situations yep. or economics mm -hmm. or arguments and ongoing, you know, relational dissension. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, just a fascinating little aside is, you know, we were talking about Disney in the last yeah. podcast. One of my favorite just like there's so much in, inside of it is the movie Inside Out. You know, uh, just and yes. just talk about changing yep. locations. Yeah. And the if you haven't watched that, it's a fascinating mm -hmm. example of mental health yep. taking place. What it's goes a, inside? What's going yeah. on inside of your head, and yep. and how do you respond yep. to the situations? Yeah, yeah. and uh, and recognizing your own emotions. I mean, yeah. that, not just to go to the movie, but I mean, it does do a good job of pointing out. Yep. You know, our emotions are something that are normal to experience. Yep. But even especially when you're providing intervention with someone, meaning yep. you're connecting with someone while they're in their crisis. Yep. If you can recognize the emotions they're going through, that, mm -hmm. that goes so That's far so in creating that safe space. Love that. And getting them to want to share more yep. with you. And we've already talked a lot about relationship, that that's a core part of this conversation. We have to, you know, think like a shepherd, care for our people, be watching for patterns. So let's kind of transition now towards, so as a leader, yeah. as a group, maybe not just the leader, um, how do we de-escalate? How do we respond when we see something happen or yeah. when we observe, you know, a pattern of behavior that's actually going into crisis, maybe they're in crisis. What's our response look like? Yeah. I think that one of the things that you start off with is um, compassion and curiosity yeah. is that you step in with mm. um, and you want to understand what's going on before you bring problem solving into wow. the into it is mm. that you want to be curious. And I know that yeah. Mike, this is Mike's specialty wow. when it comes to, to de-escalation and um, mm. first validating what somebody's feelings are and being yeah. able to step in and to validate and to not necessarily say that they're true, but to go, I, I recognize and that I can see. And mm -hmm. so, so to me, that takes cur curiosity. Mm -hmm. What is this person actually feeling versus what's the solution to the issue yeah. Yeah. And, and to stepping in there. So Mike has some great tips yeah. about this. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, a lot of times when we'll, we'll talk about crisis intervention, we'll, yep. we'll go to the, the big topic. Um, we are sometimes dealing with people we don't know, but as yeah. a life group leader, hopefully yeah. you've yeah. built some sort of yeah. relationship with that person. So already there's some level of trust. Okay. Yeah. And you're recognizing 
hopefully, but you're recognizing that hmm. you're there. But part of what in the moment of dealing with crisis and building trust is it's allowing that space where they can vent about what's going on. So you allow them to vent. You have them talk about this is what's bothering me. I, I've got this going on. I've lost my job. I've, I, my wife, you know, she's she's just left me. You know, whatever the issues, they wow. start listening or they start listing out. Yeah. And then you need to be actively listening. Mm-hmm. And we've heard that that term before. Yeah. But it really does work. And so active listening is being present, mm-hmm. listening in the time. And then at times you may even have to go, let's just pause for a minute. Let me make sure I have this right. Yep. And you repeat back to them what you heard. You don't have to be a robot about <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. right? Because people can tell, oh, okay, you're going through some kind of script or something. Totally, yeah. But you could say, you know, you mentioned that you lost your job and, and your wife left you. I mean, that's got to be really rough. Now, I didn't personally experience that. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to. Yeah. But I could recognize and call out the emotion at that time. So you, you lost your job, you, your wife left you. Man, I can imagine that would be really hard to go through. Yeah. I can see that you're you're Some, really upset and yeah. feeling really, um, really upset and depressed about that. What else is going on? Wow. The importance of continuing with what else is going on yeah you want to give them that freedom to continue on because yep. there might be more get it all you never, out right yep. you don't want to cut them off and be like yep. well okay so that's enough for today let's wow. only talk about that you want to transition to okay what else is going on wow. but allow them after you've done that active listening allow them to kind of feed back to you yeah yeah that's right and so and then give them that space of saying yeah what else is going on that's and great. then have them do it again and then same cycle Okay, yeah. let me make sure I have that right. You know, you just found out you've you got uh, cancer, and mm. all this is other things are going on that yeah. you mentioned. Okay, that'd be really hard to go through, and I can yeah. see that you're struggling with that. What else is going on? Wow, that's good. There's something powerful yeah. about just offering the gift of presence. Yeah. yeah, just being present, being curious, listening, reflecting back, mm-hmm. and then going, hey. And, and if that's not all there is, there's there's more space. Yeah. I, I can handle more space. Yeah, yeah. I can give you more space to because often people will only tell you the tip of the iceberg. Right. Can you handle that? Yeah. yeah. And then can you handle? Oh, oh. And I'm going to oh, give you space you that more. you can yeah. take more and wow. that you're not having to fix me. You're not getting uncomfortable. Yeah. You're not. I'm not. My emotions are not too much for you. And it's just amazing how much offering that to a person. That's pretty rare in this culture. Yeah. They would, yeah, yeah would give that. It, it takes time. Yeah. And I, I don't know about how you're wired, Chris, but I like to solve problems. That's mm-hmm. just the way I'm yep. wired. In fact, that's when I was getting into this uh, field, that was something I had to work on. It's like as a counselor, I'm not there to necessarily solve your problem. Like here's your fix. Yeah, here's, here's your fix. <laughs> yeah. Do that thing. But in crisis intervention, that's that tends to be our go-to. We yeah. start hearing problem and we go, okay, here's how you fix it. Yeah. And there's that's one of the things that will shut them down most. Yeah. Cool. I have, I have a question kind of following up with this idea of active listening and kind of you know helping someone mine out and, and be there. Is, is that happening? Uh, would you recommend that's happening within a group itself? Is that one-on-one? What's that environment? I think ideally it is one-on-one, but it, at times that – Things crisis don't always work in, yeah. in the most uh, convenient ways, right? Yeah. And so you'll find yourself at times someone will have a crisis moment in a group. Yeah. And so I think uh, understanding again what are our group rules and talking about those things mm-hmm. on a regular basis. We're I think as a life group leader we're trained to do that. Yeah. Part of it is not rescuing, letting someone out there and 
and be able to vent and and talk out things. And if they come to a conclusion, you know, let yeah. it let it be there. That's good. I think connecting again with the person's emotions and letting them vent and creating that safe space. Yeah. Avoid yeah. problem solving. Yeah. It, it, problem solving in that moment is not going to be effective. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that we don't get to that problem solving moment. Yeah. But that's after the crisis has has sort of calmed itself down. That's really helpful. So kind of another piece that I want to dialogue a little bit is kind of in the in the scope of being a life group, right? And in relationship with other people. Um, you know, I absolutely agree with you. You know, there needs to be a place to be able to process and listen. At the same time, you have this group that they do want to support through some difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. How, you know, how do we actually not want to fix them, but play a support in, in a real tangible needs way? Santa thoughts on that? Well, I think that sometimes um, to recognize you got to, and, and your wife is good at saying this is you got to lean into the awkward that mm. sometimes when you see somebody else in emotional distress, it feels awkward. Yeah. And here's the reality. I often want to make the awkwardness go away. So I feel better. Yeah. And I, and, and it seems like I'm helping them. Mm. And sometimes we do some good intentional things, uh, as Christian people like, Oh, let's stop and pray for that person, yeah. which there's a time to pray, but when somebody's in the thick of it is actually what you're doing is that you're releasing the pressure off. So wow. they're actually not really feeling yeah. where the, it's a place that I can express yeah. the depth of what I hurt. Yeah. So it's with good intention that you're like, Hey, let's pray for, or somebody will hand somebody a Kleenex box. And, yeah. and so like they assume that, and that, that breaks the bubble. Yeah. And I know that there's sometimes, so then you have this strange thing as a life group leader that you're trying to manage totally. because yeah. there will always be the good, well unhearted yeah. intention says, well, see you, honey, you just need to do, yeah. and they'll start to fix so that you actually wow. have to kind of manage how do I curate this safe space? That's great. And that I'm kind of like, hey, guys, you know, we're going to give them a minute. Yeah. Um, maybe just as a standard, you have a Kleenex box that's sitting someplace in your life group setting. So if people need Kleenex, they can themselves know where they can go get it. Mm-hmm. They don't have to hand, have it handled to them. Mm-hmm. I think that you also learn how to like, it's okay that it's going to yeah. get awkward right now. You just yeah. Manage. It's okay. Just yep. say, yeah. hey, it's going to feel awkward. And you know what? When, you know, good hearted person starts to say, hey, you know what? I think that they need more space than they need advice. They just need us That's to great. be here yeah. um, than advice. And so that is a challenging thing it as is. a life group leader to create. Yeah. How do I hold space for this person? That's great. And how do I protect the life group? So then you might say sometimes, hey, you know, you might have somebody, a trusted person, say, take them off mm-hmm. um, and continue the conversation. Um, but and that just, man, takes, you know. Talking yeah. with li- with your life group or uh, your life group pastor, with your yeah. group's pastor, with your women's discipleship leader, and maybe even talking through how do I manage curating awkward spaces? That's mm-hmm. so wise. Because yeah. that is part of it. Then the other thing when it comes to, you know, like um, we love to support and connect mm. one another. Often, sometimes when people are having mental, emotional or even awkward distresses Mm -hmm. like marriage or affairs or, you know, depression or things like that, we just kind of go, we're going to let them be off over there. Mm -hmm. And so some literature even talks about it being the no casserole illness. So here's the thing is that if somebody is under no casserole. Okay. So like um, you have back surgery, I'm going to bring you dinner. Yeah. But. You need to go to some counseling sessions. That's yeah, kind of yeah, that's your area. But so, uh, like, learning. Yeah. Hey, 
you guys are actually, you know, I got somebody who four of their family members are in counseling. Mm -hmm. So if four of their family members were going to health crises, I would be taking dinner to them on a pretty regular basis Yeah, to learn four of your family members are in counseling. Let me bring dinner to you every couple of yep. weeks. Yep. And so that there's that still love instead of, and that helps destigmatize yeah. things. Instead of the awkwardness of and how do I help? It's like, I'm just going to be, I'm going to help in some way. I'm going to help in some way. Yep. Somebody is yep. fighting depression and you know what? It's snowing or it's rain and, or yep. it's fall or whatever season it yep. is. Be the church. Yeah. Be the church. Yep. Yep. Go help with it. You know, if it's yep. snow time, go shovel yep. snow. If when it's, in doubt, just go and just help and yeah. go and help and love and that you continue on yep. mm-hmm. um, what you would do. That's great. With somebody that. who's Anywhere. in any other kind right. of. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Your response needs to be the same with love. Yep. Right. Yeah. They need to feel that they're loved. Continue to be the church. And I think that's a really great way to kind of go, hey, we don't need to treat these situations like they are leprosy. You right. know, we're going to treat, yeah. we're going to go, we're going to play an active part yeah. in yeah. their, in their life. Yeah. Um, and man, and I just want to acknowledge too, this conversation has been the tip of the iceberg. We talked about that earlier yeah. and we could keep going and going. We'd probably do a 10 part episode on we this. Probably could. <laughs> uh, but the good news is we actually have a lot of resources that you guys are both kind of connected to. Yeah. And I don't want to miss, um, kind of sharing that with our group leaders mm-hmm. because there's kind of an unending, um, not unending, but there's a lot more resources than we talked about at this you know, table. And so maybe, Santa, share a few things that, that you could point people to that would be some next steps that they could take advantage of in equipping and resourcing. So we um, here, particularly at the Post Falls campus, and then um, as other campuses have spaces, yep. we are offering classes. We have a great... Um, Currently, it's called Mental Health Response Basics, which you could have Mike come. Mike teaches, and it just wow. delves deeper and deeper into this. We have um, tips and tools for handling anxiety and depression. We have a trust-based relational intervention, which yep. is a kind of a parenting class. We have um, an emotional management class that we've been part, offering part one and two. So we're just finding, you know, our mental health professionals have just stepped up so much yep. and are offering some different classes mm-hmm. to help you dive into. And we're just trying to do them in pretty much three week slots yep. so that it's short term. That's what we're currently doing. Yeah. So there's, there's some equipping that we're trying to help our church. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. right. There's some equipping that we can help our church mm-hmm. on our website. We, we have um, a website. There's two different places. Uh, mm-hmm. If you says need help yep. you um, on our website, you can go there. There's also just in the list of classes yep. um, that sends you to some different resources. We have some community resources Great. and we have a resource guide um, references of of um, mental health mm. professionals that have been vetted that we go, hey, this would be a really a good person. Because sometimes you go, you open up the phone book and you go, I know I need some help, but I don't yep. even know where to start. So we have an ongoing list. And we'll put those links in this specific show notes. So that's helpful. Okay. And Mike, tell us a little bit about kind of the resources that you're a part of in our community. Yeah. yeah. So um, important to point out, we have a crisis center in our area. In uh, County. It's, it's in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. yeah. And it's 24-7. That means um, anyone who's going through not an acute, like, I'm suicidal necessary, but but they're not coping well. They're not doing well with their crisis. Yeah. Um, they can go there. They can stay there 24 hours or not 20. Yeah, 24 hours overnight. Yeah. And um, they have skilled crisis interventionists there who can yeah. help and, and talk to someone That's if needed. Resource. Yeah. Um, also, 
nationally, and, and Idaho has just gotten on to uh, being a part of this, there's a new number we can call when we're in crisis, and that's yeah. 988. So wow. it's very easy to remember, 988. And what you do is you get uh, an operator who mm. kind of just is trained to sort of, sort of triage, okay, yeah. what type of crisis is this? You know, is it something Damn. that maybe could just Great. be dealt with over the phone? So you might be um, just talking to like a suicide hotline person or some kind of a clinician who can help yeah. de-escalate over the phone or or manage the crisis over the phone. If there's another level to go to where you need to actual crisis intervention mobile response unit to come wow. to your location, they can deploy that person or get law enforcement involved if it, it gets to that level. Yep. So that's a great resource. And I would just say in general, hmm. for our, our community has great counselors. Yep. Um, if you're in any kind of situation with trauma, you know, mm -hmm. it's important to get with counselors who specialize yeah. in that. Not every counselor yeah. specializes in that. It's great. So really do your, try and do your research and the church can help point you in yeah. that right yeah. direction. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then also, I, I think if you've gone through loss, if you've lost a life mm -hmm. and you're, you know, someone close to you has passed on, you need to get into grief counseling. Grief um, counseling. Grief yeah. counseling, yeah. It's we important to get connection. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Grief share class. Grief share yeah. class. And I think some of the things you guys are saying is just so important. It, regardless of the, you know, if you're if you're a group leader, you're in a group and you're dealing with something, you're not alone. There is support through classes. Yeah. There's support through our community. Yeah. And I think the reminder really important that anything you're dealing with that you're struggling, uh, get a lot of counsel. And we have a great tool that all of our campuses have a support system upline of mm -hmm. groups, pastors and women's leaders. You talked yeah. about that who are there specifically to process. You know, if you're dealing with a situation, we didn't talk about this. If there's abuse that mm. you hear of, you're bringing that up line. We're reporting. We're, yep. we're not yeah. letting those things sit. Right. We're going to make sure we're transparent. Yep. We, but we have the support system to be able to deal with that. And I think through a topic like this, it can feel like there's a lot of weight. And to remember, man, we're in the people business and there's amazing things that take place. We're created in the image of God, but there's also difficulty because of the sinful nature and the right. world that we're in. But what an incredible gift that we have to be able to impact people. Yeah. So yeah. I just want to thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. You know, it's we such get a blessing. We to bring hope and yes. we're not alone. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Love that. You guys are such a blessing to our church. And this conversation I know will help a lot of our life group leaders. We want to thank you again for engaging in this two-part uh, series on mental health and wellness. This has been just a treat. Um, again, group leaders, we're grateful for all that you do. Thank you for the impact and the ministry that you take. You take care of so many people. You minister to people in our community and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you. We are grateful for the investment you make each week as you reach the world for Jesus one person at a time and make biblical disciples in relational environments. For notes from this show and other great resources to help you grow, visit realliferesources.org.